in the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter. Verse 1. I hear pages going. I love to hear that sound. Amen. That means somebody is going through the Bible. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, every excuse, every hindrance, and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run. Everyone say run. run. <clears throat> now I like this because he tells us how to run. Don't run in a hurry, but run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Look at someone and say, keep your eyes on Jesus. Oh, keep your eyes on Jesus. Then the book of Job, if you will, the first chapter of the book of Job and verse 6. Job chapter 1 and verse number 6. Now there was, there was a day when the sons of God, and I believe when he referred to the sons of God, he's speaking of the angels, now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came also among them. And the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, and from walking up and down in it. Amen. From these two verses of scripture, two sections of the Bible, I want to speak to you briefly tonight on this topic. We are in a race with the devil. We are in a race with the devil. And we want to put the devil on notice tonight. We gonna win. We gonna win. Hallelujah. We gonna win this race. Let's pray together. Holy Spirit of the living God. Oh Lord, manifest your majesty in this house. Breathe upon your people. Empower us and strengthen us. I believe, Lord God, more than ever, this is a critical hour. God, we pray for an anointing, God, to touch every ear to hear and every heart to receive. We pray your perfect will be done tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And let the church say in Jesus' name. Now, let's give the Lord a great big apostolic hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. We are in a race with the devil. I'm going to refer back to the 12th chapter of the book of Hebrews where the writer is encouraging us, number one, that we are not here by ourselves. Now, I know sometimes we can be distracted or disappointed. When we start comparing services to service this morning, you can hardly find an empty chair. And then this evening you look out and it looks like there are a lot of empty chairs. Now you might be tempted to say, man, the church is almost empty. Where is everybody? Brother Easter, some pastors are, okay, Brother Easter, I apologize. <laughs> I don't know where the people are. But let me tell y'all something. If I close my physical eyes and open my spiritual eyes, we've got a packed out house. 
Every seat is filled. Angels are hovering in the atmosphere. Hallelujah. This place is packed. And the Bible tells us, wherefore, we also are compassed about. We are surrounded with a great cloud of witnesses. Praise God. And the Bible says, now let us lay aside every weight. Because we are living in some very in cr- crucial times. That there's, I don't know if there's ever been an hour like the hour we're living in now. These are not normal times. We've just come through the darkest part of the history of the world. A global pandemic. And we made it through. No more being regular. We made it through. Folks be saying, man, I'm glad the church is opening back up. And finally, we can get back to having regular church. I say, no. No more regular church. This is not a time to be regular. We done crossed the board. We on the other side of the field. We on the last lap of the race. We don't need to be regular. We need to be radical. We need to be radical in our worship. Radical in our giving. Radical in our praise. The times demanded. We can't afford to go back to the same old, same old, because we are in a war. This is war. This is not fun and games. This is spiritual warfare. The Bible says the devil knows his time is short, and he is in the world with a vengeance. He's determined to take as many people out as he can. Death is everywhere. Death is everywhere. I can't imagine the number of souls that have gone into eternity, even today. When we hear the news of the earthquake in Turkey and the incredible number of people that died in that devastation, it boggles the imagination. We can't even begin to conceive how many people that is. But all at one time, folks have died from the pandemic and people are still dying every day. The devil is busy. He's having his own end time revival. This is not a time to get comfortable. This is not a time to beat lukewarm. Glory to God, it's a time to make up your mind. I'm going to lay aside every hindrance. I'm going to lay aside every excuse. It's time to man up and be what God has called all of us to be. We are soldiers. We are soldiers. We are soldiers in the army of the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. Then the scripture says, and now let us run. It's time to run, church. It's not a time to be comfortable in your cushion chairs. It's time to run like your life depends on it. Why? Because we have an adversary. The devil. He's not taking vacations. The devil's not taking any breaks. He is doing everything he can to cause the church to go to sleep. He wants God's people to be overcome with comfort. All we want to do is be comfortable. The air condition got to be just right. Or else I can't worship. Amen. Preacher can't preach too long. Or else I'm just going to go to sleep. Everything's got to be comfortable. We got to have the best lighting system, the best music. All the, all the outside stuff that really don't mean nothing. Hallelujah. And we miss the first works. Oh, the devil is busy. And you know something? In these end times, he's not coming at us with a frontal attack. Because we, he know we'll be looking for him. 
but he's slick and he's conniving. And the apostle Paul said, don't be ignorant of Satan's devices. You've got to believe we are living in the end times. We've got to believe we are living on the last lap of the race. There's not much time left. The prophecies are being fulfilled all around us. World governments are rising up and showing their faces. Brothers and sisters, this is no time to play church. So what is Satan doing? I spoke to with Brother Richie about this yesterday. And I felt a sensitivity about it because it concerned me. The devil is very slick and he's very conniving and he's very patient and he works slowly but surely. He'll creep in like a lamb and he'll creep in and you won't even notice it until it's too late. First of all, I, I felt that there were three areas that the enemy has launched his attack. And he's not just launched it. It's been in the works for years. Satan's been working for years to get us where he wants us to be. Three areas that he has launched an attack against the church. Number one, Satan hates church attendance. He hates church attendance. He don't want you to be in God's house. He'll give you every reason, every excuse to miss church. The Bible says, forsake not the assembly of yourselves together and so much the more. As you can see the day approaching. Hey, brothers and sisters, we can't have too much church. We can't have too much church. We need more church in this day, in this hour. We need more revival. We need more preaching. We need more Holy Ghost. Satan, over a course of years, is beginning to condition the church. And I hope you hear me. And I hope all the other churches are listening. Satan is beginning to condition God's church to do without services. Everywhere you look, service canceled. Service canceled. No Sunday night service. No midweek service. And the devil will give you all kinds of excuses for not having church. Amen. I'm, look, I'm, I'm, I'm in one church preaching on a Sunday morning. They don't have a night service. Okay. Well, since there's no night service, I'm going to drive over town to this church and be with them on Sunday night. I get over there, no night service. What? When did y'all stop having night services? We just had a church board meeting. And they decided, they decided. I never thought it would happen. But I actually come across a church that only have one service a week. And I'm sitting there thinking, how in this world are you going to reach the multitudes? The world got them Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. The world got them all hours of the week. And we can't have enough time in the church to reach people with the gospel. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm wondering, do people notice? Do people notice this? It's the end times. And then the other, the other two, the enemy has launched against the church. He hates it. He hates worship. Satan don't want you to worship God. Because every time you raise your hands and praise him to the Lord, you are stepping in the place he used to be. And he can't get that back. And he don't want you to take his place. He don't want you praising God. He don't want you to clap your hands. He don't want you to get excited. He don't want you to shout. He don't want you to dance. The devil is a liar. The devil is a... Hallelujah! He wants for us to compromise... Our praise. Something has happened. Even to our worship. 
And I'm speaking from a personal point. I don't know about you. But there are times I go to churches and they're praising and worshiping. And I'm thinking to myself, I need to go in the office and sit down. Because this is killing my spirit. Singing songs, slow, agonizing. Over and over and Songs that have something missing. And I, I recognize why in one particular service they were worshiping and singing and I'm trying my best to get with it. I'm trying to feel something. I didn't know one single song they sang. And I'm sitting up there going, oh, Lord. And then one of the brothers beside me said, hey, man, see the guy over there on the keyboard? So said, yeah. He wrote all the worship songs. I said, that's it. That's what the problem is. That's it. Every now and then, we need to reach back to those old ancient landmarks and pull up songs like we sang tonight about the blood of Jesus. We need to sing songs about one God. We need to sing songs that's going to inspire you. Hallelujah. And minister to you. Glory. Hallelujah. Something, something is going on. The devil is attacking our worship. And I watch. I be watching, man. I be watching. When they're singing and dancing, I turn around and look at the audience. I look at the congregation. And people are not connected. Some folks are standing still just reading the book. I mean the words. Other folks are staring at the singers. Watching the performance. And some people just clocked out. Just talking to each other. I'm saying, God, what is happening? I remember a time. When you walk into an apostolic church, you knew you was in an apostolic church. You could feel chills all over your body. The choir couldn't hardly contain themselves. The music was anointed. The songs were powerful. I say something about it, folks, like, oh, Brother Easter, you just old-fashioned. Well, that's good, because I serve an old-fashioned God. Hallelujah. I want to I wanna be in a church where worship sounds like church songs. When you pull up in the parking lot and you can hear it coming through the walls, they having church in there. They having church. I want to hear like church. I think there's something to this. There's a strategy of the devil. And if we're not aware of it, he's going to overcome us. He attacks church attendance. He's attacking our worship. And the third thing he hates, he hates the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away. But the word of God will never pass away. It's already settled in heaven. And the devil hates the word of God. And his intention is to separate you from the word it's folk mm, 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 that'll never happen no I'm a one God I've been started talking, talking holy roller born again believer in the liberating power of Jesus name he ain't getting that Bible out of my hand but I've been looking around from church to church from one end of the country to the other and I've noticed something it got me concerned this is war. And no good soldier is going to the battlefield without his weapon. I was in the pulpit one night and I said, let's all stand, grab your Bibles and let's go to this verse. And I looked up and I looked across the congregation and all I saw were empty hands. I said, oh, okay. Okay. Then the next night, it happened again. Then I went to another church across town, and it was the same way. 
And I said, holy, wait, wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Something's going on. Why we got empty-handed saints? How come these folks don't have their swords with them? What happened? One church, I said, okay, everybody in the building, be seated. Everybody sat down. Now, those that have a Bible, hold it up in your hands. Let me see. It was very sparse. And then there was a few phones. Put that phone down. Don't hold no phone up here and tell me that's a Bible. Don't do that. But, but my Bible on my phone, yeah, and a thousand other things. Don't let that become a substitute for the word of the living God. Folks, let me tell you something. The devil is slick, but he ain't that slick. We got our eyes open. You ain't taking this Bible out of my hand. Hallelujah. We must be people of the word. We must have a relationship with the word. I can just imagine Satan making his plans for end times. Only way I can conquer those one God apostolic people is I got to get them separated from the word. The little demons walking around. Master, that's going to be hard. <laughs> those people love that word. They take their Bible to work. They take their Bible to the mall. They got Bibles in their car, in their bathroom, Lord. You can't separate the Bible from them apostolic people. They are people of the word. And the devil says, I got a plan. What is it, master? We'll just take the scriptures and put them on the screen. That'll never work, master. They love the word too much. Watch me. And sure enough, folks come in without Bibles, looking at the screen. But there's something special about handling the word. There's something special about feeling the pages. Get to somebody. There's something special about looking at that preached word right in your lap. Because that's a living word. And that word will come alive. It'll jump out the book. And it'll get in your heart. Hallelujah. We've got to go back to being people of the word. Glory to God. New people come to church. Those just got baptized. They've got to be discipled. And we must be their example. If they sit next to you and you're looking at your iPad. How are they going to learn to find the book of Psalms? How are they going to learn to flip over and find Jeremiah? There's something beautiful about hearing the rustling of the pages. I love to see people flipping through the Bible, going to the content. Where's that book at? I love it. God loves it. God loves it. Hallelujah. We got to have a feeling for the word. We got to love the word. We got to embrace the word. <clears throat> Bring your Bibles to church. That's all. That's all. I believe it's the will of God. And I believe it's a strategy of the devil to get us away from it. Because once we get away from the word, we begin depending on our emotions. And church service is, is, is regarded by how it makes you feel. Hallelujah. Was that a good sermon? I, I, I felt like it was, or it didn't make me feel this way or that way. Folks, that is so carnal. That is so carnal. We need to be bigger than that. This is war, brothers and sisters. Everybody's not going to make it, but those that got their minds made up, I'm going to be in church. I'm going to preach the word, and I'm going to sing. I'm going to shout. I'm going to praise until Jesus comes. Oh, why don't you clap your hands right now?
war. And we are in a race. Whether you want to be in it or not. We are in a race with the devil. And he's challenging East Wind. The devil wants to take as many souls out as he can. And he's challenging the church. We can't afford to let him win. We're in a race tonight. And God is calling everybody. Somebody, everybody. You came through for a purpose. You're still alive for a purpose. God never saved anybody to just sit. He saved you to get to work in the kingdom. And all of you got skill. And all of you got talent. And all of you got special giftings that nobody else have. God wants to activate it and use it for his glory. And he's counting on every one of you. Come out the grandstand. Get on the playing field. But brother, brother East, I'm not in good shape. You're not in good shape. No, don't be talking about running. Bro, I'm not in good shape. I tried that, man. I get a pain in my side. I get out of breath. Well, see, this is a different kind of race. Because I read somewhere in the Bible, this race is not given to the strong. This race, hallelujah, is not giving to the fastest one among us. This race is given to those that got their minds made up that I'm going to stay in the race till we reach the finish line. And you know what? You don't have to be the first one to get to the finish line. You just got to get to the finish line. Oh, hallelujah. And you're going to win. You're going to win. I'm going to get to the finish line. I'm going to get to the finish line. So I say, come on, come on, come on. Shake yourself. Step out on the playing field. Put on your running shoes. Come on and let's run. Everyone say run. Run with patience. Keeping your eyes on Jesus. More now than ever before, keep your eyes on Jesus. The world is like a storm and the waves are raging and the wind is blowing and you can walk on the water as long as you keep your eyes on Jesus. Now the devil, the devil, I believe, is challenging us in three areas in this race. And let's see what they are. Go to the book of Job with me, if you will. We're going to see what the devil has up his sleeve. Job chapter 1, verse number 6. The Bible says, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. There was a great assembly in heaven. Angels from all quarters of heaven gathered to this assembly to present themselves came also. That in itself tells me he wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah. Legions of angels gathered before the throne of God and then the back door opened. And here he comes. Angels looking around. Ooh, you never guess who just walked in. Who? Satan. Are you kidding? That's him right there. Oh, the nerve of that guy. Satan. Hey, hey, Satan. What you doing here? I heard... There's a meeting going on. But, but Satan, so? But why are you here? I heard there's a meeting going on. And there's three things about the devil I took out of this. Three things about his nature that I wish you and I 
could grab a hold of. Can you imagine looking at Satan want something he got? But these three things I wish we get a hold of. Number one, he always shows up. You hear? I don't care. <laughs> Satan, you're going to be cast out. Doesn't matter to me. I'm here. Why? Because there's a meeting. Satan has determined he's going to show up every time God calls an assembly. Satan, listen, listen. Satan don't miss church. He don't miss church. He wants to be in every service to manipulate. He wants to be in every service to get your attention away from the word of God. He's that bird that comes in and steals the seed when it's planted. He comes to every service. And some of y'all bring him with you. He's gone. As soon as we begin to worship, the atmosphere changes. The devil gets uncomfortable. He said, the devil, listen, listen. Shh, shh, shh. The devil said, don't clap your hands. Oh, you didn't get it. The devil said, <laughs> sit down. Be quiet. No, no. Stop. 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 No. Hallelujah. The more the devil says no, the more I say yeah. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He always to get your mind off the word. He don't miss services. So if the devil don't miss services, why do you? We got company. Company? They pulled up right at church time. People come to my house at church time. They got two choices. <laughs> you can stay here and make yourself comfortable till we get back. Or you can come go with us to church. But I ain't missing church for nobody. Grandma, you can stay here or you can come to church. But I ain't staying home. Hallelujah. I'm not missing church for nobody. I'm going to go to the house of God. Hallelujah. Don't miss church is the house of God. It's more than what you see. There's things happening here you can't even fathom. There's a whole different dimension that is just as real as you sitting in that chair. Angels, Lord have mercy. Woo. Angels all over the building. Angels are everywhere. They're ministering right now. Oh, if we could see it, this house is not like any other house you've ever been in. This house is more important than the White House. Has more authority than the governor's house. There is no mansion ever. This is where lives are changed. This is where marriages are saved. This is where your children are dedicated. This is where you change from this way to that way. There's something about this. Hallelujah. There's a presence here. I pray, Lord, don't ever let me get used to this. I don't want to ever take for granted your presence that's in this place. And I want no one else here. I mean, like the church is not in service, it's dark. And you walk in and the building is empty. And you walk in. And no sooner do you take a few steps, you recognize. Ooh. <laughs> Something in here. 
could, it could be a little bit spooky too. I was there. And I got on my knees between the pews and started praying. And it felt like something just moved right past me. I sat up and looked. Ooh. <laughs> something is here. Something is here. You can't find any place else. Hallelujah. There's an anointing that settles on the building and it doesn't leave. It doesn't leave. He's here. This is his dwelling place. This is where he put his name. This is the house of God. Pastors should never have to have a ministry of follow-up on saints. You need to make your mind up. If the doors are open, I'm there. Everyone say, show up. The second thing I learned about this old devil is not only does he show up, always show up. He always or he never gives up. Devil never gives up. Oh, I wish he did. But he don't give up. He takes a licking and keep. I love Sunday night services. It's just something special about coming to church on Sunday night. There's a different atmosphere. Back home in Newport News, we have Wednesday night Bible study, Christian training. Kind of subdued, you know, a little bit low key. You know, we study in the Word. Sunday morning, vast numbers of visitors. And we know we got guests, so we hold back a little bit because we don't want to scare nobody. But Sunday night, kick the shoes off, no inhibitions. We're going to run. We're going to shout. We're going to act apostolic. We're going to go out of our praising God. Hallelujah on Sunday night. And boy... The devil shows up, but we catch that little devil by his throat. And we say, you know what? We glad you're here because it's going to be thumping time now. And we give that devil an uppercut. Boom. Then we stomp on his feet. Boom. Then we punch him in the eye and knock him down. And the whole church gets on him and. That's what you're doing when you're praising the Lord. That's what you're doing when you're dancing. That devil be like, I could have missed that one. He walks out of service with a broken arm, busted lip, both eyes swollen, shoulder dislocated. He walks out of church on Sunday night like that. Oh, oh. And boy, we celebrate. We got the victory. <laughs> Devil, what you doing here? I don't give up. I don't quit. You gonna get some more, boy? That's all right. But I ain't quitting. Whoa. With that kind of tenacity, what would happen to the church? Bring your best shot. Knock me down if you want to. But I'm going to get right back up. I'm going to keep on praising. I'm going to keep on dancing. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to stop. Hallelujah. I'm not. Don't give up. The devil don't give up. Don't you give up. Don't quit church. Well, I'm, I'm not going to quit church. I, I'm just going to find me another one. You're going to find another church. I, I, I'm going to another church. What's wrong? I'm just not being fed. You've been in church 20 years. And you think you're not being fed. Don't you think it's about time you learn how to feed yourself? 
Don't you know it's about time you learn how to open up the Bible and find your situation and find your remedy and learn how to feed yourself. You better grow up. You better grow up and stop being like a baby. Get your thumb out of your mouth and get in that word and live for God. It's so tired of pampering, pampering old kids. Some of y'all ought to know better. And you know better. You're so spoiled. Church is so good. You just spoil. Rotten. One thing don't go your way. I'ma find me another church. What's wrong with this one? Ain't no love here. And it's weird because every time we have guests, that's one of the first things they say. There's so much love in that church. Man, you can't find churches like this everywhere. You got people of all races and colors and age groups and everybody's together and loving one another. My goodness, what a representation. Well, what's the problem, sis? I guess you didn't notice. I wasn't in church last Sunday. You wasn't in church? No. And nobody called. And not only that, I wasn't here for the last three Sundays. And nobody even thought to check on me. Talk about love. Ain't no love in this church. I said, sister, you were absent three Sundays in a row? Yes, I was. Could have died. How's the pastor supposed to know? He got the Holy Ghost, don't he? He's got the Holy Ghost, but he's no psychic. Well, he should have checked on me. He should have called me. I was sick. I said, sister, you read the Bible? Of course I read the Bible. Well, then you're familiar with this verse. If there's any sick among you, let them call. You need to pick up your phone and let somebody know you're going through something. Don't you sit there with your attitude and your arrogant self. What's wrong with you? This is war. Folks want to quit at the least little thing. Least little thing. Pastor get up preaching. Lord, Lord, Lord. Look at him staring at me the whole time. The Holy Ghost got you under conviction. That's what that is. Well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to I'm a find me another church. Because this church got so many problems. What church are you looking for? The perfect one. All right. If... You find the perfect church, don't you join. Because <laughs> you will mess it up. <laughs> Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Somebody say, don't give up. Don't, give up. don't uh-uh, don't give up. The devil don't give up. And another thing, the last thing I saw here. In Satan's response, the devil never, never shuts up. Oh, man, he never shuts up. He's constantly running his mouth. Constantly trying to get in somebody's ear that would listen. Every service, he come through those doors. He stand in the back of the church and he watches the congregation. And he looks and for people he can talk to. He's looking. Who's half away sleeping? Who can I talk to? Because he know that preached word is powerful. And he don't want you to get it. So he'll slip up beside you. And start whispering in your ear. Psst. What? Look. To your left. 
that lady. He just put a thought in your mind and you look. I can't believe she got some nerve over there talking about me. You left the oven on. I left the oven on. Oh my goodness. My house gonna burn down. Oh, what time is it? Oh my goodness, I I, I gotta go. I gotta I gotta go. I gotta go. Hey, you didn't even cook that day. Stop! What are you doing? Some people are so gullible. People will believe the devil before they believe God. Oh, yeah, he'll talk to you. He's the master of distraction. He used the same tricks over and over because they seem to work. Same tricks. And from the pulpit, looking out, you, I can see it a lot better than you can. Two things he liked to do. One thing he liked to use little babies and pinch it. <laughs> that little baby let out a well. Everybody in the church starts turning around. The mom gets up, picks the baby up. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And then she walks down the aisle. This happens every week. She walks down the aisle to take the baby to another room and calm it down. We know that happens whenever you got babies in the church. We know that happens. But ah, we sit in our chair, the mother gets up, we just looking at her. Right, why the preacher preaching? Come on, y'all. This is nothing new. What are you looking at her for? Focus on the word. Focus on the word. Keep your eyes on the pulpit. We're so easily distracted. It's like it don't take nothing. The other thing the devil like to use. This one really blows my mind. Boy, you talk about getting upset. I get mad when I see this. The devil will cause a piece of lint to fall from the light fixtures. <laughs> one piece of lint. I ain't going to say nothing, but there's a brother right now looking up at the sky. works every time a piece of lint floating from the ceiling and you see it and you think you're the only one looking half of the church is looking and I'm like is that all it takes is a piece of lint to get your mind off what God is saying. Come on, people. Come on, people. This is war. We need to be determined. God. The devil never shuts up. He's loud. He's bold. And he don't care what you think of him. Amen. I was in there. In the 7-Eleven, in line, getting ready to pay for whatever I had. And standing there in line, you know, they had the little magazines and stuff. And I'm kind of looking at the magazines and waiting in line. And then I happened to look in front of me and notice one of the devil's kids was in front of me. And I knew it was kid of the devil because the way that thing dressed. Pants all down behind his hind pots. Hair spiked out in different directions and different colors. Like he had a dog chain around his neck. And I was like, did he know he looked like that when he went outside? <laughs> then that thing turned around and looked at me and smiled. I was, whoa! <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stuff and pink stuff around the eyes and contact lizards looked like a serpent. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. 
And I'm sitting there, I'm watching. And people walking in the store, I'm saying, oh, watch them, see, I'm going to watch them, I'm going to watch them. People walking in the store, they're going like. <laughs> and you would think that thing would be embarrassed. It wasn't embarrassed. It gloated. It was proud of what it did. It loved the reaction it was getting. It wasn't embarrassed to look like it was looking. Be intimidated by how we dress and how we look. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, there's nothing with looking holy. There's nothing with dressing holy. Nothing wrong. I take pride in representing the kingdom of God. Look at me. You can make fun of me, but I represent the kingdom of the Holy One. Don't be embarrassed to be Jesus' name. And I'm not going to be embarrassed to be holy. I don't want to fit in with the world. I don't want to look like the world. I don't want to act like the world. When Jesus come back and that trumpet sounds, I don't want God to have no trouble knowing whose side I'm on. That's one of my kids. That's one of my kids. That's one of... Hallelujah. This is war. God is calling us to the race. Don't shut up. Don't shut up. I don't care who's looking at me. People can make fun of me. I don't care. People can look at me and say, oh, look at Brother Easy. He's so cool. I don't care. I ain't doing it for you. I ain't worshiping God for you. I'm worshiping him. I'm praising him. This is for him. Don't worry about who's sitting next to you, who's sitting behind you. It's for him, and he's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Hallelujah. 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 The world is loud and the world is bold and the world don't care what you think. We need to be loud. We need to be bold and we don't need to care what the world thinks of us. But brother Easter, we have guessed. Yea, verily. And when guests come to this church, he already heard about you. The word is on the street. Folks be driving by. They see this church. That's the church I was telling you about right there. That's the church? That's it, man. Are you serious? Man, I heard a lot of stuff about them people. Like what? They roll in the floor. They hang from the light fixtures. They run across the chairs. They do, man, they, you, don't, you never know what's going to happen in that church. Are you serious? Man, my grandmama went to that church one time. She told me there was a woman jumped up and screamed like a Comanche Indian. <laughs> what? Man, that ain't nothing what I heard. I heard, man, you go to that East Wind church, you got, you got, a, you got brethren that will spin around like a human helicopter, bro. And folks get up and run, and ain't nobody chasing them. They get curious. They want to know, is it true? And so they come. <laughs> and they walk in through those doors, and they're looking around. <laughs> they look around. Now let me tell you, let me tell y'all something. If they wanted church, if they wanted to see a mass service, they would have went to the Catholic church. And if they wanted to go to sleep in service, they would have went to the Jehovah Witness. I, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Hey. 
Point them. This is how we do it. Hallelujah. They want this. They are looking for this. The whole world wants what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is it. This is it. Hallelujah. Musicians, would you come? Singers, would you come? Glory to God. We're in a race. You're in the race with us. And we're inviting everybody. Come out of the grandstand. Come on out of the grandstand. Get on the field. I'm a, bring, bring, bring whatever you can bring with you. But God is counting on everybody. Counting on everybody. Come on, get involved. There's something you can do that nobody else can do. There's something you can give. Nobody else can give. Nobody else can give. There's something you have. Nobody else have. And no one can call his name like you. And God ear is attuned to this place. And he wants to hear your voice. He wants to see your worship. You may not do like anybody else in this room. Because he made you different. And only your gift of praise can minister to him. The only thing God don't give himself, he gives to you to give. And he said, look, I want you to praise me. And when you praise me, I want you to do it in a certain way. Okay, okay, Lord, how do you want us to praise you? I want you to be a true worshiper. Forget about everything else, but I want a true worship. What's, what's true worship? I want you to worship me in truth. In other words, don't fake it. I want you to be honest. Express to me you and in spirit. That means put some spirit in your worship. Put some energy in it. Energy? Yes. Okay, Lord. What do you mean energy? They that worship must worship with all your heart. He said, when you worship me, put your heart in it. See me. And worship me with your heart from the inside. And, and not only that, with all your mind forget everything else put your mind on me and and one more thing with all your strength with all my strength yeah body worship I want your whole body in it don't just lift one hand I want your feet in it I want your legs in it. I want your arms in it. Hallelujah. That's what I want. But, but God, I'm not like that. I'm not, I don't have that personality. Oh, it's not about you. <laughs> it's not about your personality. It's all about him. And tonight, as we close this service out, this is a declaration of war. And we've all answered the call. And every last one of us is going to take the last few minutes of this service and we're going to, we're going to praise Him. You don't need to be slow. We don't need to be fast. As long as from your heart. Don't look at nobody else. It's you and Him. You and Him. 
Satan, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. He's already talking. Shut up, devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fight the good fight. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. And let's praise Him together. That's it, that's it, that's it. Yeah, 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 yes. Go, 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 go. Be free, be free. I declare you are free. I declare you are free in the name of Jesus. You are free to worship. You are free to dance. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord.
another in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare healing. I declare healing in your body. I declare healing. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Be healed. Receive it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.